Ladies and gentlemen, and those recovering crew members from the Titans organization, welcome back to the newsletter. Today slash tonight, we review what we've missed, why we've missed it, all the reasons and how we list it. Did that rhyme? That was a totally accidental rhyme, but anyway... I will bring you commentary and insight whilst I report the Madden representation game showcasing Annex Lad and Spellbound Champion to see if Madden can accurately predict whether Sean closes the 62.17 point gap going into the doubleheader tonight. Lots of red and white on the field as the rematch of Brady's team and Patrick Mahomes' team kicks off, albeit with a revitalized offense on the TV12 side. 20-yard return for Anthony Miller to start the game. Alvin Kamara takes the first handoff, 18 yards past scrimmage, stiff-arming number 39 Smith for the last four of those. I set the fumbles to twice as much, offset with better run blocking, and a lower defensive pass reaction with a higher interception stats. Uh, Matt Ryan leading the Chiefs to the five with a swing pass to James White, the third down back. Ooh, this must be Little Big Planet because Ryan just ate a sack, boy. Nine-yard loss, second and 14. Alvin Kamara sidesteps as many people as yards gained, which is four. Ryan has all day and finally throws it to Chark, who was in the end zone when the pass started, but caught it at the one and fell. Field goal with Garoppolo holding. That's three. Kickoff to Annex's Mostert. Takes it from his end zone to the 32. Orders of housekeeping as Prescott dons the Arrowhead uniform. Despite being the home team in this game, these games are held on neutral ground. This time in the Madden Legends Arena, not the Raids Shadow Legends Arena. Okay? Oh, goodness, that thing. Quick hitch to Hilton, just shy of a first. Uh, last week, by the way, coincided with a Toastmasters competition that I needed to prepare for, where I ranked second in the Georgia, Florida, Carolina area. The judges said either one of us could have gone to represent this division in the regionals as the decision was a very, very tough one. Ooh, touchback, and Kamara takes the handoff up the right sideline, and he doesn't stop until he is tripped up at the three. But he, the momentum he uses to stumble and tumble into the scoring zone. Whoo! First touchdown of the game, he spin moves past Sean Murphy Bunting and leaves six white jerseys hungry for a tackle. But this already puts the Chiefs over 100 yards on the ground on their second drive. Whew. Back to the Toastmasters thing. Uh, I had won a handful of speaking competitions to get to this point and hate to see the journey end. But I am proud of my efforts and the praise that I received. So I apologize for the delay in the newsletter, but back to the newsletter. Gordon takes an outside run for five yards after the touchback. Then a no-gain run and a sack forces another three and out to end the first quarter. Uh, second point, I agree that COVID sucks. As Puckhead titled his post on the message board, 
Ooh, James White just got speared in the backfield there. Anyway. So, yeah. COVID sucks. It's a DeAndre Swift kick to the Eric Berries. And I think that's an apt description of how it affects us in its many horrid forms. Ooh, go ahead and tack a fumble hit to the Buck defense and recovered on the... 37 to go. This game could turn around rather quickly as Gordon takes it one yard shy of the red zone. Clyde Edwards-Alaire jukes and spins to the four-yard line, first and goal. Yeah, I work at a hospital, and this season is one where counting blessings is a quicker game than in years past. The rescheduling of one game to weeks ahead and one game one day ahead is something many leagues will take issue with. But we are a thinking person's league, and we know that adaptation leads to domination. Michael Gallup saves a shortened drive with two stuffed runs within the five, but a nice curl between the zones, and Tampa Bay is on the board. Five plays and in. 4.30 to go in the half. I wonder with Halloween coming up if Puckhead's avatar Pumpkin Carvin will make a live appearance in his home. Anyway... Matt Ryan throws it to the ground, missing his drag route that could have gotten the first if he had fought for it, but a deflected pass leads to a punt. Sterling Shepard puts it 10 yards closer to the end zone than a fair catch would have made uh, with one move, but he could not escape another. I would love to stream these matches as I discuss the league sometimes, but I, I hear that mixer closed down, so back to Twitch it is. By the way, it's good to see discussion happening on the message board in the Yahoo League poster. Between Yahoo's updated system and GroupMe's lack of innovation over the same timeline, we may see a change coming to our communication style. Still, I wonder what the viability is of a stream of the Madden representation game while we all chill and talk. Did you know that one time a kid streamed the NFC playoff game but held a controller in view and claimed to be playing Madden to prevent copyrighted footage from being stricken. And hundreds of thousands of people were able to see the NSC playoff game that way. Talk about an MVP. Ooh, Kelsey gets his first grab and Gordon couldn't get the one yard needed for a first down. So we'll see how the Chiefs try to convert on this third down on the other side of the two minute warning. Oh, a quick out to Mitchell would do it. I'm guessing that's a fifth-string wideout left over from the previous roster. Uh, C.E.H. Hilaire bounces off of five hits after a short catch, but doesn't cough it up. And the clock is ticking. Another grab over the middle, short for Eds, while resisting a strip animation. First down. Oh, a screen to Clyde would have broken free if not for a good sniff out behind the line. His blockers were set up and ready to steamroll. Up, Prescott to the ground where 86 couldn't retrieve it, and the Chiefs hold the Bucks to three on this drive. I don't expect much more action with half a minute to go in the first half. <clears throat> so back to the fantasy footballs. Uh, Mary's game is well in the bag, sure, but if Iron Rodgers outscores Patrick Mahomes and Harrison Buckner by four points, that would be one heck of an upset. While Brandon Cook served up a goose egg on a platter, 
Mary also started Mike Williams, who also garnered zero points. Many of us would have ranked Patrick Mahomes over Brady this week, I'm pretty sure. But this week was one of those weeks where Brady felt 350 yards and five touchdowns just adds another clove of parsley to his resume of all time. Those 47 points on the bench gives Aaron a chance in this game. By the way, I like how Yahoo looked at the Broncos situation and thought the Jets could somehow get 20 points from their defense, where they ended up only keeping 4.69 and a bad head coach. Now, Annex had the right idea. Get 53 points from the quarterback position, half a thousand passing yards, four throwing scores, 12 rushing yards, and a conversion to boot. I bet Romo wishes that he had his botched PAT conversion attempt look so good. Eh? You remember that, Romo, against Seattle in the 2006 NFC wildcard match? Hasselback failed to convert a two-pointer on that game, too, but he had a point lead, and that was all he would need, wasn't it? Please don't sue me, CBS and NBC. Uh, speaking of, the Bucks are marching down the field on a 10-play drive with Prescott only being featured enough to get Clyde the ball over and over and over. Madden smarts. If they featured Gordon like they did in Denver this week, 107 yards and two rushing touchdowns are quite nice, even if most of it came on a long running score. Still, that one play was more than Tony Pollard's production, and Tony was the RB12 so far. More than Singletary, more than Duke Johnson, more than James Robinson, and many more. Jake Elliott's kick from 50 was wide right, and the Chiefs are in the driver's seat to break this 10-point tie. Ah, man, not if Hunter Henry lets hits from 5'7 dudes jar the bar loose like that. Anyway, speaking of defense, we have four of them so far over 25 points. Now, everyone expected the Giants to be giving before November, but San Fran and the Colts letting Philly and Chi-Town put on clinics? San Fran defense was even fifth so far this week against Philly in return. Lots of three and outs, turnovers, and sacks. The Rams and Philly had five sacks each. Denver had six. And between the top five teams, there were 31 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Now, it's weird that Philly got 32 points on defense by allowing 20 points and 417 yards. But them sack boys and the fourth down stop and the two picks, you know. Ooh, wow. Coffin corner as Prater places them on the nine to start another drive with a minute left in third. I don't know if you've heard, but I take the kicker that is on the fantasy football team, and I put that in the kicker, punter, and onside kicker position. I also put them in the third quarterback slot if there's a third quarterback slot remaining. So usually a team will have a starting quarterback, a backup quarterback on the bench, and then I'll put their kicker in as third. Uh, the sliders are in so that there is a rotation, although you probably don't see as much of it from the quarterback position. I also put injuries on so... Really, the only way that a second-string quarterback or a bench quarterback would make an appearance would be if the first one to be shellackled. Irv Smith Jr. 
from one 32-yard line to the other. You do the math. Irv Smith Jr. with another catch on the 12 with Breland tackling him inbounds. Irv Smith Jr. with a low catch rolling to the 7 before being touched. Prescott faked the handoff and thought of running, but Clyde said, don't forget about me like the defense did and catches it on the goal line and in. Six minutes to go. One touchdown separates these two teams. A.J. Green shellackled out of bounds. But they say it was a catch before he lost possession and they give him eight yards. Third and two on a crucial drive and Ryan bootlegs to Camara who picks up the first and a few more. Diving swat from 45 White kept it from being caught by Alan Lazard with what most certainly would have been a first down. But that's okay. A.J. Green thrown in stride, and we are now in the opponent's 35. But a field goal won't cut it, so with little time remaining. Oh, nearly picked by Levante David as he dropped back into coverage. That was actually a well-disguised play. Good job, Madden. The Bucks D is stepping up. 31, Antoine Whitfield prevents another Hunter Henry catch, and a false start makes this a tougher kick for Prater, who also misses wide left. I'm not sure what the audio recording level is for that, but you've got to understand. I, I'm, I'm going to be coming to a point soon where I'm going to need blood pressure medication, and it's stuff like this. But you only live once, right? Gordon runs to the left, and then Okafor recovers a fumble, and the Chiefs have new life. But there's a booth review, because of course there is. And it's reversed. Second and seven instead of a turnover. Goodness gracious. 11 for 47 yards in this game. Gordon is smacked in the backfield and falls harmlessly. Ryan is dancing and takes off and slides and is touched. And he is inches short of converting. All right, let's see what uh, let's see what Jake Elliott's going to do. Jake Ezekiel Elliott pins them to the five, and the Chiefs have 95 yards to go to tie the game and one minute, 50 seconds to do it. <sighs> Seeing how involved Hunter Henry was in this game made me want to go take a look at the current tight end standings on the week where Kittle reigns supreme with 183 yards and a score, just like everybody else in the top 12 at this position. Mark Andrews actually scored... Scored twice, but with a 57 yardage output, still came in second so far to George T. Kettle. It was cool to see Darren Schultz started by Mary and 52% of people, while OJ Simpson Howard only had 18% ownership and ended up with 10 points, enough for tight end four. No one started Parham Jr., tight end seven on the week. Kind of feel sorry for him. 17 seconds, first and 10 on the 15. Ryan has to work it in there on these last few plays. And he does with a laser to Lazard. And not the four white suits around him. Bucks are trying to ice Prater as he tries to tie this game up, lining up for the point after attempt. And let's see if it works. But it splits the uprights. And we are looking at overtime, barring a miracle on this return in the hands of Raheem Mostert. 
caught at the three, tackled at the 26, nine seconds. He also gets the handoff, closes out the quarter. This is the first overtime game of our Madden representation series. Bucks receive the ball, and on the first snap, Gordon is lucky to have his helmet on as he is met in the backfield by the shoulder pad of the middle linebacker. There's another run, and huh, threes three to go for the first. Ooh, ten yards from midfield, and Gordon gets those three yards, and then T.Y. Hilton picks up another first down, and Prescott airs it out, and Irv Smith! Junior hauls it in over the safety in the end zone. Whew. Man, the game is over. Looking at the post-game stats, same amount of takeaways, nearly equal in both rushing and passing yards. But the Bucks win 23-17. to Prescott had a 68 percentage... Completion rate, while Ryan only had 65, but both were one or two yards shy of 200 yards. Alvin Kamara did nothing on the ground after the 102 yards early on, on only five carries. James White got seven yards on four carries. His average could fit 18 times into Kamara's. Carson had one carry for two yards, but Kamara had the only rushing score for the Chiefs. Gordon hit the ground running 14 times for only 58 yards, outproduced and outshone on a per-snap basis by Clyde Edwards-Dolaire at 8.6 yards per carry. And even Dak had one for six, both better than the 4.1 of Melvin. Alvin definitely beat Melvin here. But in the air, it wasn't fair. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was prepared and fared six per care on seven pro snares. Did that all rhyme? Okay, that was accidental. Irv Smith Jr., the overtime hero, had all four catches come on that one drive in the fourth quarter, except for that last one total of 97 yards and the final dagger but ty had three crucial catches for 44 yards kelsey and gallup had one snag apiece with gallups being worth six points for the buccaneers the chiefs were led by aj green with five catches on 61 yards james white contributed four grabs and 32 yards and hunter henry had more drops than catches and ended the game three for 26 Alan Huzzah made his one catch count all the way up to six. Ah, ah, ah. While Chark and Kamara were nearly invisible. Elliot and Prater were both one for two with two extra points, but Annex Lad would have benefited more from the 44-yarder than Prater's 18-yard chipping. Snap back to reality. King George Kittle's 183rd and one, totaling 28.63 points, would have been second in terms of wide receivers, only to old Dirty Beckham and his three total scores, 81 air yards and 73 ground yards. That's right. Kittle was even better than CeeDee Lamb's bomb two scores and 79-yard performance. Amari Cooper had 134 yards and a score. Still not good enough. Then it drops off to Mark Andrews, who respectively 
outproduced Cooper Cup. Then you look a little downways to Mo Ali Cox at 33% ownership, and it doesn't even translate to top 30 in wide receivers. Anywho, it looks like Yahoo thinks that Annex will get his first loss of the season to Sean, despite Dak Prescott and Melvin Gordon, the only QB with 50 points before the doubleheader tonight, and the best Thursday night runner who still stands at RB3 with his measly 30 points. Him, Mixon, and Cook ran for over 100 yards, and so did Rojo too. But he had no points to show for it, and by points I mean six points for the touchdown. Gibson paired a 46-yard rushing game with 82 through the air. So what do we make of the Washington football team? A top five running back and 100 yards from Scary Teary. A look at James Winston shows that there's no necessary correlation with NFL and fantasy numbers, but wow, let the games continue. DJ Chark returned to form to the tune of 95 yards and two scores. Lockett net less than four points somehow, and Tim Patrick, who was rostered by all 2% of people, scored almost 20 points in week four. Yeah, we all saw that coming. And we still have four and a half games that are not yet decided. Now, I want to fully count Johnny's game with D-Town, but his kicker is COVID-edited, and Yahoo doesn't think Sammy Watkins and Marquise Valdezzi together can succumb to D-Town's assembly of 3-point Lockett, 0.79 Boston Knot, carry the 1-point Johnson, Robbie Tooled, Darren Four Walls, and the two-point Texans defense. Unless Calvin Ridley can rack up 34 points plus Watkins and Valdez, yeah, I'm not counting that one. Still, same game. If Russell Gage somehow goes off for 20 points, Stim will overcome Gator in this matchup. So I bet he'll be watching closely. Yahoo has the, has the odds at 2 T-Bone sat Kittle's 28.63 points and Ronald Jones's 15. But when your quarterback gets you a whopping negative half point, it's pretty much all for naught. I bet he's mulling that decision over. Ah, 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 it was Nick Mullins. Get the joke. Kevin's game is only in jeopardy if Mason Crosby misses several close kicks. And the way it looks, it's both he and Jerry will finish the week one and three. I spoke to Sean and Annex's game earlier in the Madden representation, but a lot hinges on Rodgers outdoing Mahomes and Butker. A tall order, even for the well-respected quarterback. Another week one performance might do it. And that was against the Vikings, the most generous in the quarterback department so far this year. And now he plays Atlanta, so far the second nicest in that category. So guess what, guys? Week four is not over. So let's pigskin on, people.